Okay, we have with us Lynn Buchanan. Lynn is the Executive Director of Problem Solutions Innovations based out of Algo Morado, New Mexico. For over eight years, he participated in the Army's remote viewing program in Fort Lee, Meade, Maryland. He is the author of The Seventh Sense, Secrets of a Remote Viewing as Told by a Psychic Spy. Lynn, thank you for meeting with me. How are you? Okay, thank you for inviting me. Um, how did the Army, when did the Army put the remote viewing into the military? Uh, back in the 60s, uh, they found out that the Russians were using psychic spies to uh, view our, our secrets. And everybody had a good life about that, you know. And then they started investigating and they found out that it worked. And so uh, they decided, well, if the Russians have it, we have to have it too. So in the uh, mid 60s, they uh, went out and got some researchers at Stanford Research Institute to start developing a method uh, whereby we could uh, find the psychics who could do that. Well, one of the psychics they found said, uh, why go out searching for people? I can train them. And that was a man named Ingo Swan. And he developed a methodology that you can use to train anybody. And, uh, and in fact, it's not a psychic method even. It's more of a martial art. And so um, I guess in the late 60s, they, uh, that's when they started actually using the uh, what's called controlled remote viewing invented by Ingo Swan. That's when they started using that for intelligence collection. Now, was that the combat? The Russians weren't using remote viewing. They were using spy psychic spies, I guess. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we did that to combat what they were. I see. Um, how did you yeah. get involved? This in is the one where the Russians. This is one where the Russians actually did have it first. <laughs> how did you get involved in the remote viewing program? Uh, they were still looking for people with uh, abilities, and an event happened. I was at the. Uh, uh, intelligence gathering field station in Augsburg, Germany. And an event happened there that is still pretty well classified, but it drew the attention of the uh, commander of the US intelligence and uh, uh, services. And so he sent someone out, they brought me in and uh, put me into the unit. Oh, and then um, if you don't mind me asking, how does the process of the rem remote viewing work? Like, or how long did it take you to take, how, how long does it take for, or how does the process of remote viewing work? Okay, uh, this answers both questions, actually. Okay. Uh, uh, the thing is, it's a martial art, okay? And so you begin <clears throat> teaching someone by uh, having them, you know, wax on, wipe off, <coughs> excuse me. And, um, and you start off by saying land and they may draw a straight line. Then you say water and they draw a wavy line and all that. And you do that repeatedly 
thousands and thousands of times until it becomes so boring for the person that they let their subconscious mind do it. And uh, so then after that becomes like a knee jerk reaction, then they say, okay, I have a target here. What's at the target? And you say, well, I don't know what's at the target, but your hand makes the reaction. And you look at your hand, the pen that you've drawn a line with, you say, I don't know what's at the target, but I know there's some land and some water and something man-made because you've seen the lines that you've drawn. And that's the beginning of it. That can take sometimes months of training to do that. Uh, then they start uh, into what's called stage two of the training, where they teach you to use your physical senses. And they say, okay, you said there's land, water, man-made. Focus on the land. Now describe it. And you start getting just vague impressions, you know, just your imagination and all that. And you think this can't be real, but you have to write them down anyway. And uh, so for sometimes months of training, they go through and they say, okay, you wrote down uh, Sandy. And you look at the feedback and you say, but you were wrong. But you wrote down Grassy too, and you were right. Now, analyze how did you feel when you wrote down the wrong thing how did you feel when you and you learn to actually talk to your own subconscious mind and listen to it and um, the the sort of definition is that uh, your subconscious mind is a tin can here your conscious mind is a tin can here and the training is the string that goes between that lets them talk to each other. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? I didn't even write this question down, but I mean, do you develop other qualities from doing remote viewing so much? Do you tend to develop other psychic qualities by using your subconscious mind? It brings out the other qualities that you already have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like just other, just like being like, uh, one of the questions I had was, What's the difference between associate of remote viewing and controlled remote viewing? Ah, okay. Uh, Controlled remote viewing is the remote viewing that lets you get in touch with your subconscious mind and find any information you want. Okay. However, um, this is true of all psychics, natural psychics and everything. Uh, It really sucks when it comes to numbers and letters and and choices and things like that. Associative remote viewing is a different type of remote viewing that is used to predict uh, the outcome of an event which has a limited number of outcomes, such as, excuse me, such as who will be the next president? Uh, Will the baby be a boy or a girl? What is going to be the lottery number on the first ball? Things like that. Uh, will the stock go up or down? Things like that. So, and so uh, ARB predicts the outcome of an event 
which has a limited number of outcomes. So you're able to predict the future. Sure, that's what it does, predicts, yeah. Now, how How do you train for that as compared to doing the remote viewing? Like, wh wh what's the difference? It's a totally different kind of training. Um, it's based, the training is based on uh, uh, <clears throat> association. Okay. Uh, so numbers and letters and things like that and decisions are very hard to do. They're almost impossible for a psychic. So what you do in associative remote viewing is you say, okay, you've trained in remote viewing and by keeping a database on your work and a track record, we find out that you're very good and very accurate at taste. Anytime you tell me there's a certain taste, we can depend on it. Therefore, let's say there's a um, game, a football game this afternoon, okay? Uh, I come to you and I say, I have already set up a situation where if team A wins, then this evening, I'm going to give you a, a piece of candy. If team B wins this evening, I'm going to give you a um, um, pickle. Okay. Now, this morning, I know that you're good at taste and predicting the future. You suck at choices, but I say mentally move to tonight and tell me what you taste. And the viewer says, oh, it's sour. I know who's going to win the game. <laughs> okay. I'd like to learn that because I'm a better. It's, it's great. It works. It really does. And then what is uh, remote influencing? Remote influencing is probably a bad, uh, well, it's a proper name for it. It should be called remote persuasion. Uh, you, you learn the remote viewing and you learn to access people mentally. And we do this in the medical applications. Uh, we don't, we never try to heal anybody. We, learn to access them at the subconscious level and teach them how to heal themselves. It's much more effective, you know. And anyway, <clears throat> um, the remote influencing is simply the process of accessing them at the subconscious level and then persuading them to do something. <clears throat> Excuse me. Persuading them to do something and... Uh, uh, you know, it, it's, it's taking the healing thing and moving it to other things. Now, the thing is, <clears throat> excuse me, just like persuasion, you may persuade them to do something and then five minutes later, nah, nah, nah. so you want to persuade somebody to do something, you may have to do a hundred sessions before they'll actually do it, okay? And this is a controlled thing where you're actually sitting with them and they know they're trying to be persuaded, but they still- They have no idea, yeah. So you're and, doing uh, it in your mind. It's not, it's not controlled. 
it's persuasion. Okay. Wow, that's amazing. That really yeah. is amazing. Uh, but uh, yeah, in your mind, you may feel that you've accessed somebody like that. Listen, if you haven't learned how to remote view, you're probably fooling yourself. Yeah. Um, and then the last two questions um, I have for you, have you ever remote viewed aliens and alien bases? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, That's uh, what I really want to talk to you about. Yeah. I, I always kind of shy away from those questions because uh, so many people just mentally lump remote viewing in with uh, ETs and all that. And it actually is used uh, for bringing soldiers home, bringing missing children home, uh, helping businesses, helping find evidence and all that. It's also used for ETs, you know, and ET bases. And yeah, there are four that I know of here on, on, on Earth. Uh, there's some on the moon. And uh, yeah, we found, we found information about them. And we've even gotten some feedback. Do you know what kind of species they are? Uh, several different kinds, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like the grays? This is the thing, there's not just us and them. There's us and them and them and them and them and them and them and them. <laughs> there, there are many different thems. And um, so when people say, what do they want? Well, they want this, they want that, they want the other, they want something else, you know, and um, and you can't just give a single answer. Like maybe one race has a good agenda for humans and one race has a bad agenda for humans. Well, yeah, and even within a single race, there may be that same basic race on different planets and each planet has their own agenda as well, good or bad for us. Um, I was tasked, after I got out of the military, I was tasked, <clears throat> excuse me, I was tasked to do a uh, study on uh, the psychic, comparing and contrasting the psychic abilities of ETs in general with humans. Uh, <clears throat> I did a long study, I was given access to many documents that nobody ever gets access to, you know. And um, uh, as a result, the end result of my study was that you can take the ETs in general and divide them into four groups. You have the friendlies and the unfriendlies. And within those, you have those that are less psychic than we are and more psychic. So you've got four groups here. Wow. And, um, uh, the, what I found from just the observations, the uh, reports of abductions and the reports of sightings and all this other is that uh, the friendly, non-psychic ones are coming here for trade. And we know that, by the way. Do we and know what the, kind of trade? Yeah, we do. 
and uh, the unfriendly, psychic ones, notice I didn't answer that, and the unfriendly non-psychic ones tend to not come here at all, except by accident or, you know, whatever. The friendly psychic ones want us to develop our abilities and are eager for us to develop our abilities, our psychic abilities. The unfriendly psychic ones basically would like to see us just wiped off the planet and not exist at all. And uh, I couldn't figure out when doing this paper what the motivation was. And uh, there was this one incident that I, incident report that I read where um, <clears throat> these guys were out camping and uh, they saw this UFO coming. They stood there and the UFO came up over them and all of a sudden they couldn't move and they were basically abducted. And that's when it dawned on me. The psychic ones have much stronger psychic ability than we have. But they don't have any range. They have to be right over you, you know. Uh, we have shown with the controlled remote viewing, we can see across the universe and across time as easily as we can look and see across the room once you learn how to do it. And uh, so it dawned on me, now this is my interpretation, okay, that the uh, friendly psychic ones want us to develop our ability because when we move out into space, we will be a major force in the universe. And that's the same reason the unfriendly psychic ones just want to see us dead. And wow. so that was the report I turned in. And then the last question is, have you ever viewed life on other planets? Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What was what were your findings on that? Uh, there's, of course, life on other planets. Uh, uh, I think the strangest one I ever viewed was one that was so totally non-human that even the thought processes weren't even perceivable. Uh, but their activities were. But uh, yeah, <clears throat> the um, um, life on the other planets, uh, we've done basically what's called area studies. Do you know what area studies are? No. So the State Department says, uh, if they're going to send a diplomat to another country, they have an area book. And the diplomat, before they, you know, as soon as they get assigned to that country, they have to read and memorize that area book. And, uh, and they have to know all of the history, the customs, the politics, the economics, and everything else of that country before they go. Because if they don't, they could start a war without even knowing why. Wow. And so uh, the uh, space force, okay, uh, I'll space say that. Um, not the one that's being made, okay. The, uh, the people who are and have been working on 
on developing space are very interested in having area books for other inhabited planets. And so we've been doing that. And the people who see this, who think, oh, well, I'm a psychic, I can do that. Listen, don't even bother. Uh, they won't talk to you. <laughs> if you're a controlled remote viewer trained by the military, they'll talk to you. Otherwise, forget it. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, we've we've done some area books. Um, Can you give me an idea of like what what an area book you made up would look like for life on another planet? Is there was there any that were yeah. like common to ours, to our yeah. to our species? Well, it would be um, their culture, any religion they have, uh, their language, um, their um, history. Um, the do's and don'ts, you know, um, just like uh, you send a diplomat to Germany, okay, and he goes to visit someone, and so he takes, <clears throat> he takes, you know, for a housewarming guest, he takes a uh, little bouquet of red roses to the uh, wife and all that. Bad, bad move. <laughs> you don't do that in Germany. You know, you take white roses and uh, just simple things like that where mistakes can be made. And so, uh, uh, you know, what kind of food do they eat? Um, things like this, all of the little things. Uh, what What's the clothing? What are their habits? Uh, what are the do's and don'ts, you know? Yeah. And so an area book is actually a, uh, very complex and comprehensive thing that uh, you're not going to do in one sitting down and saying, you know, I'm doing a session. It takes thousands of sessions. And your mind's giving you all this information, like? And the team, yeah, the team, yeah. You find uh, we have viewers, and each viewer we have kept a database on to get a track record. We know what they're good at, what they're not good at. Um, everybody has their strengths and weaknesses. And so in a project like this, we get a question like, uh, uh, describe their physical bodies, okay? We look through the database for the track record of the person who is best at describing people physically or animals physically with a 99% accuracy rate. We don't give that task to somebody who has less than that, okay? And so you have to have a good, highly qualified and highly experienced team. Uh, you have to have a detailed database on their track records. And, um, and if you don't, then, uh, then they're not going to believe your validity when you deliver the product, you know. Is that what you have now, a team around you for your own business? Like, oh, that's, yeah, that's amazing. We, we stay very quiet about it. You'll see all kinds of stuff on the internet about remote viewing. That is not controlled remote viewing. <clears throat> uh, when it came out to the public that the military was using this, just about every psychic in the nation said, 
oh, I'm a remote viewer. And uh, we had crystal ball remote viewers, tea leaf remote viewers, palm remote viewers, and uh, no, the uh, basically martial arts technique that was taught to the military that is controlled remote viewing. And uh, the other forms of remote viewing are very slowly picking up some of the tools that we've used and we're teaching, you know. But uh, for the most part, it's, uh, it's natural psychics who, by the way, I'm not going to put down because some of them are really, really good, uh, calling themselves remote viewers. It's the new age term for remote, for psychic. Yeah, yeah. Well, this has been fascinating. Thank you so much for taking the time